the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a Fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440, thank you for listening today on a job Saturday, a cold job Saturday. Uh, As you may know, and if you don't, well, you'll learn that uh, on the first Saturday of every month, we, we turn our attention to the jobs report. We'll also turn our attention to um, the speech that kind of settled the markets, I think, in, in a very, very important way, but also could lead to some unsettling uh, in the uh, months ahead. That, of course, being, uh, being um, Jay Powell, uh, who will be, uh, who gave a speech at the Brookings Institution that was well expected uh, to signal that uh, the rate of the the rate of increase is likely to be less than um, less than uh, uh, the, the previous ones at 75 basis points indeed he signaled that but the explanation just dovetails so well with the jobs report that came out two days later and why is that because in that speech Powell made it very clear that what the Fed is now watching is not even price inflation, and it's not watching the unemployment rate. It is watching wages and the increase in wages. And so that, I'm leading with the most important point you'll hear in, in during the show. It doesn't mean you should change the channel, although, although I will understand if you've got an eye open over on, uh, over on the World Cup, where I believe the U.S. and Netherlands are just about to get started in uh, Qatar uh, at uh, at the World Cup in the round of 16. But be patient with us. And, of course, if you're listening to us, uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast using the hashtag, using the uh, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com website, that would be great. Just join the VIP club. You can go back and listen to the show going back for years. If that's If you want to see if I said anything, predicted anything that didn't come true, I did. I do it a lot. Um, you can go back and check me. Uh, I think I get a few right. I don't get them all right. Um, and in fact, I would argue that even hitting 50% of my predictions would be a pretty nice record to run upon. 
Um, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. Uh, Spencer's there to take your call. Uh, 651-289-4477, if you would like to visit with us. We'll have a guest in the next hour, uh, Dean Clancy from the Americans for Prosperity, to talk about the cost of health care. He'll be be on to, to discuss that. But let's get right to the most important parts of the report. So the headline number, what everybody wanted to pay attention to, of course, is that is that, that number on the non-farm payroll employment. The answer was it went in, came in 263,000. Most of the expectations that I saw, the, the summation of the quote-unquote street expectation, um, was between 190 and 200. So it came in much higher, although revisions knocked 23,000 off of the September and October. So a little bloom off the rose there. But even 240 net, I think, is a pretty strong number relative to what people expected. This this economy continues to churn jobs to, to increase the number of jobs that are out there. Uh, in a in a pretty substantial way, and and it does so pretty well across across the various uh, sectors. Um, you saw a pretty good size increase in government uh, in government payrolls, pi- private payrolls up two hundred and twenty one thousand. But if I go look at uh, if I go look at at where those jobs had happened, it's you know we can. We can dig in and see that uh, we added twenty thousand in construction, uh, which is a pretty pretty sizable number. Fourteen thousand a marginal increase in manufacturing, and then it, but um, retail trade was down almost thirty thousand. Remember, these data are seasonally adjusted on the one hand, but it also I think reflects the possibility that, or at least suggests that there may be a decrease in employment that in that sector that's resulting from the greater reliance on internet shopping so so uh, there's about 3 million people employed in general merchandise stores the targets the walmarts that number was down 32,200 workers in november following a decline of about 12,000 in october Businesses or, or the the department stores are not adding back workers. At, in fact, they're shedding workers right now. Uh, but even the including including the Sam's Clubs and and the Costco's and so forth. If you look at non-store retailers, even they are off about two thousand workers. Normally hiring about six hundred and fifty thousand to give you some context for that. So the retail sector comes in a, li- a little weaker than, than than expected. I think that's interesting news for a reason I'm going to try to explain to you in a, a little bit later. Um, transportation and warehousing, which I thought would be a good sector, actually lost 15,000 jobs in the month. That was a little bit, un- that was to me a little unexpected. Uh, IT, ga- interesting, information tech, right? Information tech, right? All the technology stocks are supposed to be doing horribly up 19,000 jobs. So truly an unexpected number there. Uh, A number that I try to track very carefully looking for signs of recession. 
they're still there. Temporary help services down 17,000. Um, so when, when the economy is expanding, one of the early places you see it expand is, you know, places that the help wanted agencies, the Kellys, the Manpowers, the Doherty's, those will, those will do fairly well. When the economy is turning over, that number tends to fall, and we're seeing that. We've seen signs of that now throughout the autumn. Um, but education, health services up 82,000, leisure and hospitality up 88,000, other services, including, um, including personal and laundry services, membership associations, to all together up 24,000 workers, which is a, not, a, not a small increase. But government was up 42,000 almost entirely. Uh, out of the local government sector and local government education adding 17,700 jobs in the month. So I've run through a whole bunch of numbers that just to tell you where the growth is happening. You're still seeing some growth in goods, surprising increase in IT, um, but we're seeing the declines in the places that you would have expected them. Uh, Consumers looking at uh, higher prices in the gro- in the grocery store, in the department store, on you know on their online shopping, are buying less. You're seeing some of that happen in, happen in terms of the the lack of adding of workers in that space. And I should be careful to say these data are seasonally adjusted, so that there may have been an expansion in the number of workers you see at the at the target but it'd be a smaller increase than what you normally see in a november when you're ramping up for holiday sales so that is that is a that that sector is in in some decline we're still adding back leisure and hospitality but it's still not where it was um some some months ago but so overall 200 all right. Smoothing out the the monthly noise. Three months job hiring average two seventy two. The six month average three twenty three. The twelve month average four oh eight. The twenty twenty one average was five sixty two. So it's a we're still adding workers, <clears throat> but at slower rates. That is of course to be expected. Um, and. This is the part, though, that you have to pay attention to. And I think I think some of this is explained by the composition of the data. Average hourly earnings were up six-tenths of percent month over month, 5.1% year over year. So that wage inflation number is now well above where we would have thought it would, where we thought it would be, and that that is causing uh that's going to cause a significant amount of of concern um uh, can, at the federal reserve i'll tell you for two reasons i'll i'll play some cuts from instant reactions that were given by people as these numbers were released yesterday but i also want to take you back to the wednesday speech by jay powell in which they really pivot or at least he in the speech and, and I, I, I hesitate to call it a speech because it was all of 12 minutes. It was a short, short speech. 
But his focus pivoted away from talking about goods. He kind of lit on housing just for a moment. And then he spent most of his time actually talking about wage inflation. This report had to give him some, has to give the Fed some pause, even though the market looked at it, briefly fell. I mean, the minutes after the this report was released, the Dow was down 350. The, the S&P went from just about even to minus 50 points, like that, like in, in a matter of seconds. I've got... While I'm watch, I'm wa- I was watching CNBC while while the announcement came out, and I'm seeing the numbers go across the bottom of the screen, and I'm like, "Holy cats! I wonder what it's going to be." Well, of course, as you know, the market didn't end there. The market actually rallied most of the way back. So we're gonna we'll take a break here. When we come back, I want to play you some of the commentary from yesterday. I then want to go and talk about the other the 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 darker side of the jobs report, which was the household survey, which shows that labor force participation is continuing to decline. We'll talk about that more after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from The Biz 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call the Biz 1440 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Never take a pill unless it comes from your pharmacist. We lost my 18-year-old son who had a very bright future ahead of him, and it was stolen. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org to learn more. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. It's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65 Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. 
And it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 800-PSALM-16. That's 800-PSALM-16. 800-PSALM-16. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. show the biz 1440 thank you so much for listening today um 651-289-4477 the number to call your questions and comments here on the biz 1440 um glad to be with you here on the king banyan show um so the number that everybody focused on was that 5.1 percent number and it's clearly going to be it's clearly going to be a, a, a real a real thing that people pay attention to uh, going going forward. Uh, I think I think uh, I think we'll see uh, uh, we'll see that um, we'll see that the as as we play these clips. This is a roundtable that we heard on CNBC right after the announcement, and everyone just dived in on this particular number. But I want to give you a little additional piece of information. Um, ADP um, had said only 127,000 private sector jobs were created in November. So they were off by almost 100,000. ADP is completely redoing its methodology. They're working with Stanford uh, Digital Labs trying to improve and get better estimates. Uh, they had a pretty significant miss, but I thought this piece was I thought this piece was interesting. If you read the ADP report, if you were leaving your job for a better opportunity, um, that you received a wage increase, a year over year wage increase of fifteen percent. Double that which happened uh, for those who stayed in their same job in that month, you know, over, uh, you know, a uh, year over year, leisure and hospitality is the highest is got the highest growth in those numbers. Okay, they they write pay growth remained elevated even as it continued, but a modest and broad as it continued a modest but broad based deceleration. Well, the number Friday basically said we were going in the other direction. We were not going backwards, uh, that, that we are actually going in the other, we're actually going to uh, have a, uh, an increase. So let me play this, let's play this for you. Uh, I'm just going to play, I'm going to play just these little, little clips from, from about a six-minute conversation. 
Um, Sarah Malik, she is a, a, a strategist at Nuveen in, in Investments. Uh, this was on CNBC yesterday in a roundtable after the jobs report with uh, Joe Kernan and Rick Santelli. Let's play this cut first, please. Yeah, this is a hot number. It gives the Fed permission to keep increasing interest rates and also elongates that pause and moves forward, moves out a pivot. And the question for us next year is what does this mean for the consumer and earnings and the chances of a recession? The longer Fed raises rates and keeps them high, the greater chances of a recession. That resilient consumer could start to fall apart. They're already dipping into their savings rates to spend. And then. And so uh, this is. So there's a couple things in there. While we are off. So. For those of you that are paying attention and are regular listeners of the show, you've heard me mention, mention Spencer to you already. Spencer's not my normal. Daniel is away on assignment uh, for a few weeks, and and uh, so Spencer's sitting in for us. And Spencer was asking, "Are we, are, are you know, are we coming back out of this?" And and my answer was was, "Well, I don't think we've been in a recession yet." Uh, and, and, and Spencer's reaction was, whoa, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe we should talk about this. Uh, when you listen to Malik, I think you end up, she seems to imply that we've not yet entered a recession. I am there. It, I, we've talked about this on the show for the last few months where I've had a survey, I had a survey out in August of local business leaders and said, when do you think the recession will start? And I gave them the option of saying it already started because I had heard it in the community. I would heard a few people say, well, we're already in a recession. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Well, we had two negative quarters of GDP growth. Well, that's not really the definition. And do you think that's true locally? Because really, you know, employment's been going up in the St. Cloud area for, you know, for all of the summer and fall, spring and summer. What are you, you know, what are you talking about? Uh, and and the difference of opinion on this number is large. Now, I'm in the middle of writing with my with my co-author a new uh, business report. We just received the results of the new survey. I can't talk about them this week. I will be able to talk about them next week, uh, and we'll we'll give you we'll give you some some feedback from that survey result. Uh, we talked to over over thirty business leaders to to get their impressions and, and, and see see what they're thinking. Um, but she says, you know what? I don't know if there's a recession yet. I mean, basically says odds of a recession coming. Clearly, if the recession was here and it was widely agreed that it was here, would the Fed be debating between raising rates 50 and 75 basis points? I think not. But that gets to the other point. When they decide to stop raising rates... The question that is out there is, what will the rate be when they stop? Currently, three and three quarters to four percent, with a wage inflation rate above five percent. Do we think the Fed can credibly signal that it's going to stop raising rates before five percent? That's the question that's before us. And the Fed has just entered its quiet period. It can't speak back to this number. Because Monday starts the t- starts the clock of ten days where they don't talk about any, they don't go out and give speeches to tell you what they're thinking before they go into their into the Federal Open Market Committee on the thirteenth and fourteenth. So they're they're done. You're not going to hear from them again. That's why I'm going to play pieces of the Powell speech because, frankly, 
that's all there is. I mean, that's going to be pretty much the last mark on the tape. There was a there was an interesting speech by Governor Cook, uh, but uh, I didn't have time and I decided we didn't we we weren't going to play that particularly with our our guest Dean Clancy coming in the next hour. Um, let me play a little bit more of this roundtable. The next person to speak, Betsy Stevenson. She had been on the Council of Economic Advisors for President Obama. She's now a professor at the University of Michigan. Um, she had this to say, cut two. You know, what the Fed has to be worried about is it's the wage number in here that's going to be a little bit concerning. Are employers trying to hire people that just aren't showing up? Well, and 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 I don't think and it was kind of weird because I played that for myself a few times. I'm like, does she mean they hire them and then they don't show up or do they just offer higher wages and no one comes to take the job interview? And the answer to that would be probably yes. All of those things are happening. Um, all of those things are happening in, in there. Um, then Neela Richardson of the, of the same said uh, ADP, uh, uh, you know, automated data processors. This is a company that processes uh, uh, payroll for oh about a third of uh, U.S. businesses that have. Um, 25, I forget if the number is 25 or 100. They process a lot of payroll information, and they use that information to do statements and forecasts about the economy. Uh, uh, Ms. Richardson had this to say, cut three. Comes down. And there's a lot going on in this jobs report, but the clearest signal that we have coming out of this report is wages. They are strong and they are higher. And that is what the Fed is going to be paying attention to. Jay Powell said it this week, wages hold the key to inflation. And right now, wages are turning inflation up, not down. Even in the- so she's, she's, that's what she's saying, right? So, so three people in a row, and I'm not even going to play the fourth one. Tyler Goodspeed was on there as well, and I'm not going to play that. But uh, uh, I, he was there and said basically the same thing. And every other clip, every other clip I could find out there, wages, 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 in very little discussion. Or, you know, wages was the was the focus rather than the other piece, which I think is important, which is what happens with uh, what happens with uh, labor force participation declining as much as it can. We got one little more clip of uh, Richardson. Let's go ahead and play that. Spencer. We have to keep an eye on wages, but they're not going up for the great reasons you suggest, Joe, for because of growth, because of productivity. (laughs) They're going up because of labor shortages, that people are still sitting on the sidelines and that there is not enough labor to meet the demand in key sectors, those consumer facing sectors that were hardest hit by the pandemic. Right. So that's that's sort of the 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 very important point there that. The number of people working, that's the wrong, that's the wrong one. Hang on. The number of people not in the labor force rose by a mass of 359,000. So even though the number of people unemployed fell by 48,000, even though the unemployment rate stayed at 3.7%, the number of people employed fell in the household survey by 138 and that's the thing going on in the background. Are we actually try, are we trying to use wages 
as the way to motivate people to get off the bench and get back into the labor force. Is that really what's going to work? And for that, the answer to that, I think, lies, in fact, in the Jay Powell speech. Because he presented some research in this little 12-minute speech. He presented some research that as I'm reading it, I think, hmm, there's some interesting, there's some interesting information going on in there. Let's take a break here. When we come back, uh, we'll play some of that Jay Powell speech for you. Uh, we'll get started on that uh, here and more. What you know? Why are why is the labor force so small? Why is it continuing to shrink? More after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Does inflation have you worried? Maybe you have an appliance or two on life support or dated ones that need to be renewed before the holidays? Don't worry. Appliance Renew has your back. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We have a large inventory of brand new name brand scratch and ding appliances at 20 to 50% off. Appliance Renew is your peace of mind solution in these crazy economic times. We have over 250 brand new scratch and ding appliances from LG, Whirlpool, GE, Maytag, Frigidaire, and more. Just waiting for you in our Farmington showroom. All appliances are brand new with a little ding or two. We thoroughly inspect and test everything, and we stand behind our appliances with a complete one-year warranty. Whether you're looking for washers, dryers, stoves, refrigerators, dishwashers, ovens, or more, you'll find it at Appliance Renew in downtown Farmington. Stop by today or search for Appliance Renew online. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. 
King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for uh, thank you for uh, spending time with us. Uh, by the way, in Fed world, I I think this slid under the radar. Um, Charles Evans is uh, ending his uh, term in office, uh, um, uh, ending ending his, his uh, term in office as uh, president of the Chicago Fed. And who gets through it? And they just announced Thursday he'll be replaced by Austin Goolsby, um, who um, I, I worked in the uh, worked has worked in the Obama White House, has been uh, associated with the Obama and Biden policies of many years. Now he's over at the Fed. I actually say I have met this. I met this guy when he was much younger, spent most of his time working on public finance issues. He is, he is a what? Forgive me for the New Englandese. He's a wicked good economist. All right, I am very. I, I have to say, I think that's a that's a wonderful choice, and I want to thank uh, I want to thank Professor Goolsby for uh, stepping into public service like that. That is not these. I mean, these jobs sound like they're fun, but they're not. And it's interesting that uh, you know uh, academic economists are filling lots of spots around. Uh, Jay Powell, who in fact uh, is not that, uh, has a law background. It's, but although has spent all of his time around uh, around finance, uh, hedge funds, and and, and such. So um, anyway, I wanted to play the uh, Jay Powell speech. So what was the speech about? It's titled "Inflation in the Labor Market." It was given Wednesday at the Brookings Institution, and it started out as one of these very um, uh, very uh, broad numbers. So this week we announced we got the announcement on personal income. Let me grab my, let me grab that slide. Um, personal income uh, was up in real terms. Disposable personal income was up in real terms four tenths percent. Um, personal consumption expenditures in real terms was up five tenths of percent. But what was interesting was that was that the 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 uh, PCE price index, the price deflator for personal consumption expenditures, was up only three percent on the headline, two per, uh, three three tenths percent on the headline, two tenths percent on the core. Meaning that the year-over-year change on core PCE is now at five percent on PCE headline at six point three percent. So Jay Powell basically walks into the meeting. Um, on Wednesday and, and kind of hints these numbers, which were given on, which were actually posted on Thursday. It was embargoed until Thursday. But he says PCE is running at 6%. Well, he could say that. Headline PCE was 6.4, 6.2, 6.3, and then 6.0 between July and October. Um, the core number, 4749, 5.2, and now 5.0. Okay, and so a lot of people wanting to find that inflation is, you know, sort of reached this pivot point. And in this speech at at Brookings, I don't know, I interpreted it a little different, apparently, than a lot of folks. My interpretation was was that uh, he saw that inflation was still a significant, uh, significant issue and didn't seem to be truly proposing much different from what he'd been saying before at the beginning of the speech. So we're going to play we're going to play this speech for you little by little. I'm actually only going to 
I'm actually only going to play uh, uh, little little cuts from this. But again, this started. This speech started very, you know, very normal, uh, very normal Jay Paul. Hey, things are not great speech. Uh, and so let me uh, let me come back here to this. Let's play this cut number one. But forecasts have, predict- have forecasts have been predicting just such a decline for more than a year while inflation has moved stubbornly sideways. So but he's basically saying there is look. We keep thinking that inflation is going to pivot. And so it's a little swipe at team transitory saying, look, you guys have been saying inflation is going to turn turn over. Yeah. And, and it says, you know what? In fact, one day you're going to be right. But you've been wrong for a lot of the time uh, on this. So he continues with, with this speech. I'm pulling up my, uh, i got to pull up the right speech here. There we go. Um, let's, um, let's go forward. Let's go forward uh, to the second cut, please, Spencer. Core goods inflation has moved down from very high levels over the course of 2022, while housing services inflation has risen rapidly. Inflation in core services X housing has fluctuated, but shown no clear trend. So that is the, so he's now breaking out the core inflation rate into three segments. He says you can look at goods, you can look at housing services, which is where a lot of people have focused saying, well, those numbers are inflated and that's all inflation that happened in the past because we average out and we use, yeah. And he's like, fine. But what you're going to see him do is turn very quickly to talking about this core services X housing Okay, all of the other services that are out there. So I believe, and I've just got too many dang windows open. I'm having to flip between one and the other. So let's move down then to uh, the third cut. I'm trying to trying to make sure I know where this happens. So cut three, please. Because wages make up the largest cost in delivering these services, the labor market holds the key to understanding inflation in this category. In the labor market, demand for workers far exceeds the supply of available workers. And nominal wages have been growing at a pace well above what would be consistent with 2% inflation over time. So that, so, so I'm going to read a little bit of what came before. It says, finally, we come to core services other than housing. The spend, this spending category covers a wide range of services from health cuts, health care and education to haircuts and hospitality. This is the largest of our three categories, constituting more than half of core PCE. And then he says, look, inside that, wages make up the largest cost of delivering the services. So we now have to pay attention to the labor market. So what he's arguing, really, is a he's trying to use the labor market to tell him what's happening to inflation. We all know that down that road sometimes leads reliance on the Phillips curve, which that that is a provocative turn to some of my listeners who participate on Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS because they they say and I agree the Phillips curve is dead okay it's been dead for a dang long time his argument though is that if you want to focus on this particular piece of the inflation problem that services inflation is now the piece that's happening and this is that this is that 
weirdness about what uh, a business cycle leading in and out of a pandemic creates. Our demand first was for for goods because we couldn't consume the services. We couldn't go to the restaurants. We couldn't get the haircut. Um, we were reluctant to go to, to the doctors because we thought, if I go to the doctor's office, I'm catching COVID for sure. So I we didn't go to those places. So we get all this money, including these federal stimulus, and what do we do with it? We buy boats, golf clubs, lawn furniture. We we make we improve the entertainment center in our homes, all sent on trucks from uh, trucks from an Amazon warehouse, where or staging uh, staging uh, area all over the country. That's what we were doing. That's over. And now we have to do these in-person services. Problem being, we don't have people offering them right now. And this is this is the part that becomes interesting. He says, in the labor market, demand for workers far exceeds the supply of available workers. And nominal wages growing at a pace well above what would be consistent with 2% inflation over time. He says this on Wednesday, and then on Friday we get the fact that wage inflation year over year rose in November versus October, pretty, pretty knowledgeable there. Let's play this. Let's play this next cut. This should be the fourth one. Comparing the current labor force with the Congressional Budget Office's pre-pandemic forecast of labor force growth, reveals a current labor force shortfall of roughly three and a half million people. This shortfall reflects both lower than expected population growth and a lower labor force participation rate. That's And that's a really critical point, and it's something I've been talking here in St. Cloud more particularly. In Minnesota, outside of the Twin Cities, you're living in Twin Cities, you wouldn't think that population growth is an issue for you. You still see population growing in your community. If you live out here in greater Minnesota, you have a very different story. Here the story is, here the story is that, um, that late, that, Population is declining, and in some parts of Minnesota, it's been declining for decades. You can go to some air, some rural communities, some rural counties, and get their decennial census, and you'll see the population number is lower for four, five, six, and even seven censuses in a row now. Takes you all the way back to 1950. That is the situation that we, we, that we in 1960, that's the situation that we in, find ourselves in, in, in greater Minnesota. So for us, population growth is needed because our economy can't grow if we don't have workers. And if we don't have people, we don't have workers. So it is a very, very important point that he is raising here. Okay, I'm going to take the break here because I want you to hear the next few clips together because they tell you a very a, a very critical story. Let's so let's take a break here. You're listening to the King Banyan show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. Numbness, tingling, weakness, pain in the legs and feet, loss of balance. 
If you are suffering with neuropathy, we've got a natural solution for you. Hey, it's Dr. Kim Tran with Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic located in Ridgefield off 494 and 35W. We're here to provide you with another solution outside of those medication shots and surgeries that you've already tried. Like many of my patients, you're probably still suffering, if not even more. If this is crippling your life, where you can no longer go out and spend time with your friends or family, or if you worry about whether you can even walk around your neighborhood, call us now to figure out what we can do differently for you. We take a holistic approach to all aspects of what's going on with your body and your health in order to reverse your neuropathy naturally. Stop suffering and call us today at 612-545-5672 or just go to drkimtran.com. That's drkimtran.com. Hi, this is Tim O from the Kingdom Builders Roofers. You know, we've had an incredible year, probably one of our busiest, and it's been awesome to meet countless Salem radio listeners in our travels across the greater metro area. We've had the opportunity to help many of you with your insurance claims after the hailstorms that came through our area. But unlike some roofing contractors, we work on more than just hail damage roofs. We're happy to help you with any concerns you have with your roofing, gutters, and siding. In fact, we continue to get requests for no-obligation roof and gutter inspections to the point that we're now scheduling roofs for the first thing in the spring when weather is warming and the shingles will seal down better. So, if you still have concerns or questions about your roof, or you suspect you might have had some hail damage occur this year, it's never too late. Let us know how we can help. Look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com or call our office at 612-900-9166 and we'll get someone out there to take a look. After all, we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year. Help police by not escalating. Address any complaints after the encounter. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, the Biz 1440. We're not going to get through the entire speech here, so we're going to, after the break, we're going to be visiting with uh, Dean Clancy uh, from the Americans for Prosperity uh, to talk about uh, rising health care costs, one of the factors that's in this inflation right now. And I'll put the question to him: How much of this is tied to wages, and how much of this is tied to how much of this is tied to government policy? Uh, what's happening here that's causing healthcare to go up in price? The reason I brought him here is not to not to do a healthcare rant per se, but I'm actually trying to unpack the inflation story and and why that's happening. Is it is there a lack of workers, for example, in health facilities? And is that causing some of this issue that we're seeing right now? So let me go. Fo- let me let's go on to talk. Uh, let's go. Let's go on to talk about what uh, what 
uh, Jay Powell was talking about. This was a speech at Brookings on Wednesday to reset. Okay. He's talked about how inflation is still high, talking about core, and he's coming around to core for ser- the core for services, out, you know, ex-housing, outside of housing, and says labor markets are contributing to that, and he says there's a 3.5 million person shortfall in that. And he says that... Um, he says that this shortfall reflects both lower than expected population growth and lower labor force participation rate. Okay, it, and and I'll, if uh, I will tweet you the uh, the speech again, but you kind of need if you want to read all of it. We're just going to go through it. I just going to pull the little cuts out of this. So this is be uh, cut five, Spencer. Some of the participation gap reflects workers who are still out of the labor force because they're sick with COVID nineteen or continue to suffer lingering symptoms from previous COVID infections or long COVID. But recent research by Fed economists finds that the participation gap is now mostly due to excess retirements, that is, retirements in excess of what would have been expected from population aging alone. These excess retirements might now account for more than 2 million of the 3.5 million person shortfall in the labor force. So... Retirement. So, and, and I've talked about this some, but I think I need to reemphasize. There are a lot of people who are saying young people. Indeed, I tweeted to you this morning the Wall Street Journal. Here it is, right here. I'll even take my my elastic off it and open it up to the editorial page. Talks about missing young male workers. Right here. Where did young male workers go? Employers keep hiring, but too many people stay on the sidelines and trying to explain why it happens. But what the Fed shows in this study, and I tweeted this study last week, and I'll need to put that out there for you as well uh, during the break, is that is that 2 million of them are coming from excess retirements. And he tries to explain where that's coming from. Next cut, please, Spencer. What explains these excess retirements? So health issues have surely played a role, as COVID has posed a particularly large threat to the lives and health of the elderly. In addition, many older workers lost their jobs in the early stages of the pandemic when layoffs were historically high. The cost of finding new employment may have appeared particularly large for these workers, given pandemic-related disruptions to the work environment and health concerns. Also, gains in the stock market and rising house prices in the first two years of the pandemic contributed to an increase in wealth that likely facilitated early retirement for some people. So if you've relied on people who are in, say, that 55-plus area to, you know, and they were the solution. And for I've pointed out, pointed out several times here in, 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 here in central Minnesota, that 55-plus participation rate is higher than many other parts of the country. But we are seeing here decreases in labor force participation where are they coming from at least if i look at this national study i'm led to believe it's coming from that that very same group that had participated before and now says no they're not participating now uh i was at a i was at it i was telling spencer i was at a folk concert last night uh for a good friend of mine and i looked around the room many of these people are people i've worked with in the community in the past i could count on one hand the number of them that are still working Okay, I, I feel like I'm the last. I feel like I'm the last survivor. Some days, uh, let's play the next cut, Spencer. 
The data so far do not suggest that excess retirements are likely to unwind because of retirees returning to the labor force. Older workers are still retiring at higher rates, and retirees do not appear to be returning to the labor force in sufficient numbers to meaningfully reduce the total number of excess retirees. So that's that's exactly the point. We, we don't have – these folks don't seem to be coming back. And that's – and if you've relied on seniors or near seniors – I think I crossed the line. I don't think I'm near anymore. I think I'm there. Um, that is that's, – that's where you're at right now. Continue. Next cut, please. So – the second factor contributing to, labor su- to the labor supply shortfall is slower growth in the working age population. The combination of a plunge in net immigration <clears throat> and the surge in deaths during the pandemic probably accounts for about one and a half million or missing workers. Very important point. Uh, one of our Twitter followers uh, who, 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 I, who I think of as, oh, that's Lawyer Bob. Um, Lawyer Bob has been making this point wherever he can because this is this is a cause he believes in and i agree with it the decline in immigration we were saying this pre well pre-pandemic i was saying this in 2017 the change in the change in how we were we were operating uh, uh in in terms of getting getting additional people uh into the labor force uh because of immigration has changed that trajectory, and I think that will continue here for some time. Um, I think you need to be extremely, uh, extremely careful, extremely uh, careful with with trying to extrapolate what happens to the labor force if we just sort of open up all of our all of our our borders and so forth. But we lack a coherent policy to enhance the labor force of this of, of our communities here. And that has, and that plus the deaths from COVID, which hit that same population, I think are a significant contributing factor to rising wages now. And as the, as he says, there's not much the Fed can do about that, about either of those things. Okay, coming up after the break, Dean Clancy about health policy from the from Americans for Prosperity. See you back here in a little bit on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. This radio station is free to listen to. But there's a new bill in Congress that could force local radio to pay even more for playing the music owned by foreign record labels. If they have their way, it could stop the music, talk, and information. Please text the word LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio. This message furnished by Salem Media Group of Tampa and Sarasota and the NAB. What keeps me going back is the great service that I get. While I've been releasing cars from them for quite a few years, they always get me in, they get me out in a timely manner. Hello, this is Denise from West St. Paul. I've had routine service, mostly. The only time I ever have a different type of service is like if I get a nail in my tire. 
They got me in the same day. Then I was in and out of the dealership. They put me in a rental car and I was on my way back to work on my lunch hour. I definitely would recommend Invergrove Hyundai. I mean, I don't want to get to know anyone else because of how they treat me. Top-notch service. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marian Kuharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Common ground for the small business owner. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.